All right. <clears throat> how do we live life? How do we live life with real life? How do we live life with real life? That, isn't that a fundamental question to life that we don't want to just be going through the motions and sleepwalking through life? In fact, maybe some of you have those type of days where you're just sleepwalking through life, right? You're just, you just never fully wake up. There was kind of a day like that yesterday for us. Um, lots of grumpiness in our household yesterday. Lots of fights and yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, it was awesome. It was fantastic. This is because we were just all kind of sleepwalking through life and we were just that way. But uh, we, we don't want to walk, sleepwalk through life. It's one thing to kind of sleepwalk through a day, but to sleepwalk through life, we don't, we don't want that. We want energy and life and figure. We want real life. But at the same time, uh, there's kind of this mirage that's out there. Sometimes, and, 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 and without meaning to, sometimes even churches kind of portray this, and, and even some of the worship songs kind of portray, portray this or kind of lead us to think this, that our, our days, every day is going to be a mountaintop experience, and, and we're going to be on the top of the mountain, on top of the world, and that wind is going to be flying through our hair, and everything is just going to be awesome. Well, the thing is, is that how do you get to the top of a mountain? You have to climb up the sucker, right? And that's work. That's a grind. Maybe the better question is, is, how do we live real life in the daily grind, right? How do we have real life in the daily grind? And that's more of what we see because, because if we buy into the myth that we will be on the mountaintop every day and that is our, uh, that is our picture of perfection and how we are supposed to live and have actions in our life, the thing is, is that we'll end up setting ourselves up with a fake life. We will portray this image, especially on Facebook, that we have this perfect real life and that we're always on that mountaintop when maybe we're really in the valley. And the, the, the performance review that we're taking a look at today, we're taking a look at the seven churches in Revelation, and, and Jesus gave a performance review to seven different churches in what we know of today as modern-day Turkey. And, and now, 2,000 years later, we get to peek into this performance review that the boss uh, gave these people that were under new management, underneath the Lord Jesus Christ. And today we're dealing with a church that had bought into the lie that you have to live on the mountaintop every day and portray this image that everything is always awesome. Everything is awesome, right? Lego movie people, no? Two. And the ones without kids. Like, go, go figure, go figure. So, <laughs> everybody else is like, what? Everything is awesome. Excuse me. Uh, so let's take a look at this performance review out of Revelation 3, starting in chapter 1. Or no, Revelation 3, starting in verse 1 sleepwalking through my day. Write this letter to the angel of the church of Sardis. This is a message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. I know all the things you do and, what, and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up! Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold, hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you do not wake up, I will come to you suddenly as, a, as unexpected as a thief. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and his angels that they are mine. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. And in this 
in this performance review, Jesus actually gives this church, and now us, the, 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 foundation, the, the, the foundation to our actions. There's an action cycle to our actions. We start off with the action itself. We do something. But we don't do it just to do it. We, we do something, anything, whether it's good or whether it's bad, we do anything to get life out of it, to get energy and vigor. And if, it, if we don't get energy and vigor, what are we going to do? We're going to stop doing it, right? We, we, any action we do, we want it to bring life. And then that life really brings validation, confirmation that that action is something we need to be doing. So when we get energy... Like, yeah, this is something I need to be doing. And what does that do? That brings more action. We go and we do it again. For example, some of you are free-spirited kids. Some of you were the free-spirited kids. So you might, maybe you did this. Maybe you did this. That you, you, you had a kid or you, uh, we have a free-spirited kid, but we haven't dealt with this per se exactly, although we've, in some you know, minor forms we have, that this kid just climbs to the top of, of, of your house just to be able to fly, right? You have an action, you have an action. And you have life, they, they fly, have that moment of flying. And they get energy and life from that, which is all the validation they need to do it again. Never mind that they had to go to the ER for it. Once their arm heals, or maybe even before their arm heals, Maybe even before their arm heals, they're back up to the top of the top of the, the, the house. Maybe they've reached another gable on your house, but you know they've added wisdom. They've added wisdom, and so uh, you know they've they've brought a bungee cord or a parachute out this time. And because they got life from the first time, it doesn't matter if they have a broken arm or not. They will fly again. Maybe you had that kid. Maybe you were that kid. So um, we're 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 playing with my levels here. This is which is awesome. Distract the squirrel. Okay, um, so <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> uh, and, and, and so this is the life, the the, the action cycle, uh, in action. In this church, this church, Jesus said, "Look, your actions, your actions. You look like you have life, but you're really fake." You're really fake. They were caught in a fake action cycle. What does that look like? Well, I don't know exactly for the church of Sardis, but I know, I know a little bit about what fake action cycles look like in churches today. The action is activity. The action is activity. We, we, we have activity for just activity's sake. Or we see another church doing an activity and we want to imitate them. Or we see another church doing an activity and we want to compete with them. Or we just have this religiosity that, 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 that we just simply want to have spiritual activity to prove how spiritual we are. And that activity leads to life. Just the simple movement of a bunch of activity leads to life and vigor and energy. And then the validation is more people. More people. Look, 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 we got more people. We've got more people. But if activity is our God, the bag of tricks will run out. If activity is our God, the bag of tricks will run out and we'll spend decades doing the same thing that we've always been doing and then 50 years down the road, we'll look around and go, we've got 200 people and 100 ministries and everybody's dead and we just don't know how we got here. We've never been there, have we? 
Now, Jesus describes this in his performance review. He talks about how he will come like a thief in the night. This doesn't mean that when we show up on Sunday and if our sound system is stolen, we go, oh, Jesus, that thief in the night thing. Of course. No, no, that's not what he's meaning. What he's meaning is that your life will be stolen and you'll come to a point one day, you realize you're dead, but you'll never know how you got there. And really what Jesus is saying is that you were dead long before you realized you were dead. You look like you had life, but you really didn't. Now, this isn't something against, against big churches or something against churches with ministries or anything. We want to have activity. We want to have kingdom activity impacting people for the kingdom. The, 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 the issue isn't big church equals fake, small church equals fake. That's not the issue. That's not what's going on here. What's going on is, are we trusting in activity as our God, or are we trusting in Jesus as our God? Because it is a temptation. Look, look I've talked about this every, every so often. You know, as a pastor, going to other pastor conferences and pastor's lunch, we, 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 we get there, and you know the number one question you get asked? Two questions, same question. What's your membership? Or how many you run in? Usually it's generational divide on who asked that. But what's your membership or how many you run in? Really, honestly, I don't know how many members we have. I don't really care. Why? I'd rather people act like members than be members. But what are those questions? What are those questions? It's a bunch of pastors saddling up to the urinal trying to take a peek of each other to get validation. Uh, there goes that you're not going to say anything weird. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag new management, right? <laughs> that's, that's what it is. And the temptation is, is go, you're going, wow, they've got this going on, and they've got that going on, and they're doing this, and they're growing, and they're... And you begin to imitate or compete, and you get into a fake action cycle. And look, 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 you, you've got friends, you've got buddies that go to different churches and they talk about what they're doing and it could be legit for them. And you're going, man, maybe we should do this and maybe we should do that, maybe we should do this. But if we added that just because, it's a fake action cycle. We're just trying to compare and compete. And it'll be fake. See, Jesus wants us to have real life. Jesus wants us to have real life. In three different instances in this performance review, he tells us in progression how we can have this real life. He starts off with, the, with, the, with the, uh, 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 his characteristic. He says, I am the one that have the seven spirits of God in, in, in my hand, or I possess the seven spirits of God. Some of you kind of get this mental picture of like a dark background with stars, and there's Jesus with this orb in his hand or something like this. A little new agey, what's going on here? No, 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 no. What all that means is this. All that means is this. The seven spirits, the seven spirits is the complete Holy Spirit that gives life. So in one hand, he's got the complete Holy Spirit that gives life. In the other hand, he's got the angels or the pastors or really the representative of the church in his hand. Really what he's meaning is he's got the church in his hand. And really what he's talking about is he's going, Holy Spirit who gives life, meet church. Church, meet the Holy Spirit. And you bring them together, and what do you get? You get a church with life. You get a church with life. That's what you get. But how do you get that? How do you get that? That was tucked away right in the middle of this performance review. What did he say? Repent and turn to 
me again. Not activity, not religiosity, not comparison, not imitation. Repent and turn to me again. We get life through a relationship with Jesus. We have to be constantly desperate for Jesus. That's how we get life. And that's how he wants us to bring life. And all the church is, is a bunch of individuals trying to be desperate for Jesus, seeking out for his real life, who come together, and their real life is what propels them. Not being attracted to activity as our God. But it's hard, and it's a discipline. And it only comes through a relationship with Jesus. Look, just like every other church, the, 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 the people in the church who need to repent, or as he describes it in this church, some of you have not soiled yourselves. Now, maybe it's just my mind, but uh, you know, I just kind of imagine this Jesus way of saying, some of you have not pooped your pants yet. And uh, what he says is, hold fast to me. Basically, don't poop your pants. It's not cool to poop your pants. It's not in fashion, Okay. Keep going. Do not look at that and want it. You have not soiled your garments yet. It's those who, who, who need to repent, but those who just need to hold on, they all get the same reward. The longer you've been in church, the more the temptation is to fall into this religious game where we're just playing fake. And, by the way, those of you that have been with us, the last two weeks we have uh, 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 churches that were dealing with sexual sin. But he had something good to say about both of those churches. He had, he had a good thing to say about both of those churches. Hey, keep doing this. Good job. Keep doing this. He didn't have anything good to say about this church who is in religious sin. Here's what I think we need to take home from this. We either need to repent of our, of our religious, pious, gas-bagginess or be reminded that we don't need to get there and stop yelling about other people's sexual sin and repent of our religious gas-bagginess and stop being a religious gas-bagite. Because sin is sin. And when we are religious gas bag, we have a tendency to not call that sin the sexual sin, sin. So we need to be reminded that playing the fake game is sin as well. And that we need to repent. So what's the reward? What's the reward? It's a threefold reward. And it's a re real life cycle. He starts off by say, uh, saying all those who are victorious will be clothed in white. All throughout the Bible, clothing was used as a metaphor for righteousness. And what, 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 what he's saying is, is, that, is that you will be given righteousness, which, which righteousness is simply right action before God. 
Right action before God. This is the action piece, that we will have righteousness before God. We'll have right action before God. And white is always a symbol of purity. So really, he's got a double positive to really drive home the point. You will have pure right actions before God. I have earned your righteousness, and I will give you my righteousness if you have a relationship with me. That's the action. And righteousness is both morality... We don't do sin, we do, we do righteousness, but we also have a righteous mission. He has something that he wants us to go and do. We have a righteous mission, and he's going to lead us on that if we follow him. And when we have a relationship with him, and we're following him, and he gives us his, his righteousness, he is also going to give us life. He's not going to blot us out of the book of life. This is a... This is a, 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 a a wordplay or, or a picture based on the, the, the Roman citizenship of what they did in the Roman citizenship of that day. They had books of Roman citizens. But if you were a criminal, they blotted you out of that book of Roman citizenship. But what Jesus is telling them, hey, look, the Rome considers you a criminal if you refuse to say Caesar is Lord because you say Jesus is Lord. But if you keep saying Jesus is Lord, because you say Jesus is Lord, I will not blot you out of my book. They may blot you out of their book, but I will not blot you out of my book. You will not be blotted out of the kingdom citizen book. And my book brings you life and energy and vigor every day. And that fountain will never run dry. He will give us the life that only he can give. And see... As regards to, to as a church and the mission that he has for us as a church and these surveys and, 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 and these, these, these expedition vision meeting things, it's laying out an idea, an, an idea of action and mission and going, do we have life for this or not? Has God pooled enough life in us to go after this? And if the answer is no, the answer is no. Because in the desert, when God was pulling the, the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery, and moved them into the desert, and because of their sin, they ended up in the desert for 40 years, but God kept his presence with them. How? Through a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of, cloud, uh, of fire at night. Sometimes he moved, and sometimes he stayed put and let them rest. And isn't that going to be true today? But man, it's a temptation in America that we've always got to be moving. Because if we're resting, there's somebody else. But if our pillar is stopped, we've got to stop. Because Jesus knows what's happening. And if we rest this summer, that's all right. Why? Because we've got some ideas that are bringing life to people, to, that, are energized, that people are energized around, a couple of connection events that people are energized around that, that will connect people to God. And wouldn't we rather rest and give our energy to something that will connect people to God? But the temptation will be, we've got to do something. See, this is a reminder to the sister church in Revelation. The sister church was the church in Smyrna. The church in Smyrna, they were limping. Remember our guy that limped? They were limping. But they were limping with the Spirit. They were limping with the Spirit. 
This church was running without the Spirit. Isn't it better to limp with the Spirit than it is to run without the Spirit? Because we'll be running in the wrong direction. And the validation that Jesus gives, he tells us that he will confess us to the Father. The validation that he gives us is that Jesus acknowledges us to the Father and goes, hey, hey, look at him, look at her, look at them. They're mine. They're ours. They're a part of me. That's the only validation we need, but it's so hard because it's not tangible, right? We don't get a card that says, Jesus is his. We don't get a card that says that. We don't put one in our wallet that we get to pull out and go, oh, look, I'm Jesus's. Finally, God, jeez. <sighs> hey, the more syllables it has in it, the more religious it is, right? Jesus, us, us. Yeah, right? Amen, brother. Yes, validation. Because validation, validation gets so easy because we go to the things we can see. Numbers, activity, attaboys, encouragement. Nothing wrong with encouraging others and nothing wrong with getting encouragement. But when we make that our validation, we, we make that our God and we will get into a fake cycle versus when we are only seeking the validation of God alone. And when we're seeking the validation of God alone, and we, when we receive that validation of, of, of God alone, what does that produce? It produces more action. We want to be righteous, right? We want to chase after that. We're going to get more into this next week because this deals with the church next week, but I believe that there's also underlying underneath this, or actually maybe around this, because if we are in the real life circle, this is what's going to happen. See what happens if we get into a fake life circle, a, a, a cycle and, 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 and pursue action as our God. What ends up happening is the people that we attract to us are really stereotypically Christians who simply want ministries to serve them. And they show up and they go, serve me by having all these ministries. You don't have this ministry. You need this because it will serve me. And then we as a church then oblige that and then go do that thus adding another activity that makes us even more fake. But if even in times of resting, if we are relying on the real life cycle and relying on a relationship with Jesus, we project real life. And non-fans, those that struggle with Jesus or struggle with the church, looking uh, for life at the end of their life, maybe not literally, but in their soul, that real life we're talking about, do they want a bunch of activity? No. I'm not interested in that. You know what they're interested in? How do I get real life? How do I get real life? And if that's you this morning, if you walk in here saying, I've struggled with Jesus or I've struggled with the church, this is what we want for you. This is why we do what we do is so that you can find real life. And I hope I hope, I hope you can find real life here because we don't want to cater to a bunch of Christians. We want to be Christians who cater to people who need life. And at the end of this sermon, there's going to be people around that simply want you to find real life through the salvation of Jesus. The one who loved you and loves you and loves you enough to free you from your sin through faith. And that he wants you to find him. 
and have a relationship with Him and find life. That's what He wants for you. For those of us that salvation is not on the table anymore, do we need to repent of our religious gas baggery? And start working on our prayer work this week. God, show me how you want to give me real life. Because He wants to give you real life. And He wants to bring real life to others because you had it. Let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the real life that you said you will give to us. And I just pray, Lord, that we can find it, that, man, it is so tempting. It is so tempting, so difficult to stay outside of that fake cycle and, 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 and say, no, we will only have a relationship with you. Lord, whatever other churches do, it's them, it's not on us. And I just pray, Lord, that we just simply do what we need to do to have a relationship with you. I just pray, Lord, that you will uh, bring somebody real life this morning. We thank you, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.